Welcome to the H&E Podcast, where we seek to celebrate the steadfast love and faithfulness of Christ through discussions on church history, biblical spirituality, the Bible, Christian living, and theology. Shall we get started? Well, I'm here with Jeremy Johnston, and we're back. He uh, He's here with me, and... We will be doing a webinar, Christ and Culture, which we unfortunately had to cancel in person. We we're going to have Jeremy come and give two seminars uh, on Francis Schaefer, but uh, that didn't happen. So, Jeremy, uh, we're excited to have this uh, Christ and Culture happening now as a webinar. Why don't you tell us more about that? All right. Well, thanks, Chance. Uh, yeah, I'm. Um, yeah, we we canceled a couple times now just because of all the, uh, you know, the lockdown, COVID nineteen, so on and so forth. So, um, it's great that we settled on the the uh, online conference, and uh, hopefully, we'll be able to reach even more people uh, who are interested in Christ and culture. I'm going to be talking two talks, um, both sort of circling around Francis Schaeffer. Francis Schaeffer was a Christian apologist of the 20th century, very influential. Arguably, you know, many histo- church historians talk about, you know, the some of the the most influential Christians of the 20th century, and and uh, C.S. Lewis obviously comes to the top, as well as uh, Francis Schaeffer. Of course, there there are there are many others that the Lord has provided and blessed the church with, but those two individuals certainly are widely read and and widely valued. Schaefer has sort of, he's still, he's still widely read, but uh, uh, he's not quite as well known as C.S. Lewis these days. And so it's worthwhile to sort of revisit, you know, his thinking because it's very, very telling, very contemporary. Schaefer had a gift to, to really get a, a handle on the culture and not only his culture. So he's writing in the 1950s, 60s, 70s. Uh, he died in, in the, uh, the mid 80s. Uh, 1980s, but he also sort of had the ability to look forward and see, you know, if these things continue on this trajectory, this is where you're going to wind up. And and so this is why Schaefer is so relevant today. Um, you know, when uh, you know you hear people talking about issues like intersectionality, for example, uh, these are things that Francis Schaefer, though he didn't use that particular language terminology, he predicted or or talked about and. His advice, his guidance to the church at how to how to engage and minister to uh, a confused and chaotic world is also very, very important for us. So um, that's why we're sort of looking at Francis Schaeffer um, as sort of a drawing from his corpus of of writing. So the the, the, the two talks, uh, the first one is called The Gospel and the Arts. And Schaeffer wrote a lot about the arts. And uh, he said, in fact, I'm one of his best books on the arts is called uh, Art in the Bible. And in that book, he says, uh, as evangelical Christians, we have tended to relegate art to the very fringe of life. Um, And it's so true. We when we think about art, we think about art belonging in museums and, you know, separate from life. Uh, But in truth, art has always been part of the public sphere. Art has been a way to not only shape and influence our culture, but reflect the culture itself, show us where the values are. And, you know, if you think of the Renaissance, for example, Michelangelo's David, one of the great marble sculptures of the Italian Renaissance, you know, right now you got to pay 
20 or 30 bucks to get into the museum to see it. Uh, but originally it stood in an open court, an open piazza uh, where everyone could see. And, and um, much of the great works of, of painting and fresco, uh, um, frescoes, sorry, that were created in the Italian Renaissance were visible to the public when they went into chapels and churches. And so, uh, and of course you can trace that anywhere in terms of the history of art. And um, it's really only in the in the more recent era, and Schaefer talks about this, where art is sort of relegated to this, not only within within Christianity, but, but our culture has marginalized the arts. Uh, I'm thinking of fine arts in particular, you know, to this museum realm. But it, it um, you know, we can learn a lot about what the culture that we live in values. You know, all art is language. And so what is, what are we saying to our, about ourselves? What are we saying to each other? And arguably, you could say that, uh, I mean, a fine art historian might not agree with me, but, but I think in terms of the public nature of it, but advertisements, commercials, uh, it's a form of art. It, it may be tacky. It may not be uh, beautiful uh, always, but uh, advertisements tell us a great deal. So if we're, we're, if we're trained as a congregation, if we're trained as Christians to, to really uh, be able to read the language of art, to be able to understand what are people saying? What, what is our culture saying? It'll help us get a pulse on the world that we're trying to reach. And I think that's important. I think Schaefer was so helpful in encouraging the church and challenging the church to minister to the church or to the world, sorry, that God has called us to. You know, he hasn't called us to the 17th century uh, or the 19th century, um, although, you know, drawing from these historical sources are so valuable. And even the 20th century, um, you know, we're not called to minister to 1950s unbelievers. Um, with Francis Schaeffer, we need to um, contemporize, never change the truth. The truth always stands. And Schaeffer always came back to the Bible as the bedrock, as the solid foundation, the gospel Christ as the solid foundation of your approach to the world. But understanding what are the needs, what are the concerns, what are the challenges? And um, so by understanding art, I think we become better equipped to engage the world in many ways. Again, we don't realize this, but uh, pop culture in particular, which is a kind of art, uh, pop culture is, in fact, discipling the nations you know, in a very powerful way. The kind of video games the students, young people are, are playing, uh, the kind of books that you know, people, adults even, are, are reading kind of movies and films and television shows. Um, all these things are forms of art and they are shaping our minds. And it's not just unbelievers. You, you know, you can see these, um, you know, because art is so, so nuanced yet so powerful, worldviews can be communicated, inculcated into our minds without, without us fully understanding what we're buying into. So being art literate. Uh, it's going to be one of the um, one of my objectives of that first session is helping us to be aware of the art around us, as well as to encourage um, Christian artists. I'm hoping to get into that as well. There's, you know, I wrote a book, uh, All Things New, essays on Christianity, culture, and the arts, and in that book I cover all sorts of areas of the world of arts, and um, and certainly encouraging. Uh, Christian artists to to share their faith, share their ideas, to to um, to engage with beauty. You know that's the other aspect. You know um, one of the areas of art is in fact beauty, 
And beauty is an often overlooked area uh, in Christianity. Um, you know, the Bible quotes or mentions beautiful or beauty over 70 times in the Bible. And uh, it's a uh, it's a big part of the Christian life, the, the, the biblical experience. And, you know, whether it's things like, you know, the beauty of God or, you know, how beautiful are the feet um, and so on. But beauty is there. It's a concept. And art teaches what beauty is. And, you know, Schaefer says, again, in Art in the Bible, he, he, uh, um, he spent a lot of time in the Swiss Alps. And so he says, you know, come with me to the Alps and look at the snow-covered mountains. And there can be no question, God is interested in beauty. Uh, God made people to be beautiful, he says, and beauty has a place in the worship of God. And so, you know, we have this idea that creation itself testifies that God is himself is an artist. God himself creates things that are uh, that have no uh, immediate function. You know, a flower, uh, a mountain, uh, a sunset, th- there is no immediate practical function for these things. Uh, it's fundamentally beautiful. It's just beauty and it enriches our lives. Uh, and art is like that. So whether it's fine arts, whether it's music, whether it's drama, whether it's fashion, architecture, uh, all those things. And, and uh, so helping Christians sort of develop a, a sort of a theology of beauty, a theology of art. You know, how can you be a Christian artist? So those are the things I'd like to touch on in that first that first session. My second session is How Should We Then Live, which, uh, which is a title I stole from uh, one of, um, I have it here somewhere, what, Schaefer, one of Schaefer's books, uh, one of the many books I'm trying to sort of bring together uh, for these two talks, um, How then? How Should We Then Live? And, um, you know, after we explore the arts and, and under, get a sense of how we can get a handle on the worldview, uh, of our culture, looking at the arts that, that's being created and how we can share our worldview through the arts. Um, the second one is about, you know, how we engage um, the world itself. How do we how do we engage culture around us? And, you know, I'm going to try not to get too far into some of the, uh, the current issues. There's a lot of things going on in the world and the church itself is, is a bit confused and there are better experts out there to, to address uh, how to approach these things. But looking at Francis Schaeffer, looking at how he engaged the culture, um, the biggest element, the biggest takeaway, I think, is this idea of living authentic gospel transformed lives uh, before a watching world. That's a, a Schaefer phrase before a watching world. And, and I love that phrase. I think it's it's one of those phrases, you know, we're always we're also living an authentic transformed life before God as well. Coram Deo uh, before the face of God. But we're also living before the world. And that's what we're called to do. You know, the Apostle Paul says, I'm just going to read this here. He says in First Corinthians, um, my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith would not rest on wisdom of men, but on the power of God. And, um, you know, what Paul is saying here in part is um, I think what Schaefer is is saying that um, it's not about, you know, apologetics and particularly or sharing the gospel. It's not about trying to persuade people into the kingdom or argue them into the kingdom or argue their views on feminism or Black Lives Matter or intersectionality or gender neutrality. 
to engage in those kinds of arguments and debates. Um, it's about having that credible testimony that uh, we are Christians love people. And that's why we're motivated. That's why we're there to share the gospel. That's why we're concerned about these issues. And you have to share the truth without compromise. Uh, Schaefer was adamant on these things, um, but with compassion was the other piece to that. Truth with, without compromise and with compassion. You know, one of the books that Schaefer wrote is called The Mark of a Christian. It's a great little book. It's a little essay, actually. And, you know, the mark of a Christian is not, first and foremost, you know, your theological prowess, um, as important as that might be, or how nice you are even, or if you're judgy or not, or you, you vote conservative, or you're great at lobbing truth grenades. None of these things, as good as they are, uh, are, are, are sort of the mark of a Christian, what it is and what Jesus says is this. Um, this is John 13. He says, by all, sorry, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And Jesus is talking first and foremost of love within the church, love for each other, but also communicating that love to the world around us. Uh, that is, in fact, um, what, what Schaefer is arguing for us to do. And, and uh, there's a perception, um, you know, that that Christians are unloving, that we're hurtful. And, uh, you know, it's it's ironic because, you know, we of all people, we are the beneficiaries of the love of God. And uh, we know God, who is love. Uh, not that love is our God, but we know that love is, is a powerful attribute of, of our Heavenly Father, and beautifully demonstrated on the cross. So we know love, and we have the corner on love. It's a shame that our culture thinks that we don't. And so to me, I think one of the things that we need to emphasize today is our compassion and our love. And it's tricky because we don't want to come off soft. We don't want to come off. But Schaefer was an expert at that. Shakespeare was very talented at that. And um, so we'll talk a little bit about Schaefer's biography as well. And, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, one of his ministries was called Labrie, the shelter. And, and people came from all over to... Um, you know, to 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 come to his his chalet in uh, in Switzerland, and he would invite them in, and he showed them compassion. So people who were, you know, drug addicts, um, you know, Schaefer was ministering in the 1960s. So he had a lot of, um, you know, in the civil rights, you know, movements. We had a lot of African Americans coming, and you know, they were rejected by the church. Uh, the white evangelical church in the United States. And, and here was a white evangelical pastor, Francis Schaefer, welcoming these guys, uh, these Black Panthers and, and um, people who were deemed terrorists and, and doing all sorts of things and, and uh, welcomed him into, welcomed these people into his home and sat around the dinner table. And this kind of uh, real life ministry had a powerful effect. You know, he obviously had the words, to back up what he had to say. We still need to know the truth. We still need to have the word at hand and point people to, to the Bible, point people to the gospel, point people to the, the cross. But before they trust us to, to sort of take that route, um, you know, we need to establish that trust. We need to show that we have compassion. You know, recently I, um, I came across um, a talk by a guy named Sam Albury. Um, and Sam Albury says that um, he, he very, very astutely, and Schaefer certainly draws this out as well, 
um, that are, that our culture right now, the culture we live in right now, they no longer consider the the the, the moral quandaries of this of this age through an intellectual lens, through through reason. Um, not that they're unreasonable per se, but they found another way of of sort of of evaluating uh, what's good and what's morally acceptable. And, and here's the three things that, that Albury calls, and I think these are true, and I think Schaefer predicted these things. Um, the first thing is, uh, the question our culture asks is, is something harmful or not? Secondly, um, does this thing seem liberating or constricting? And number three, is it fair or discriminatory? You know, they're not asking, is it true? Uh, they're not asking that question, is this true or not? It's rather, is it harmful? Is it liberating? Is it fair? And uh, and Christians are still pulling out our Bibles and saying, but here's the truth. Here's what it says. This is, and they're like, but it sounds like you're being harmful. It sounds like you're being unfair. It sounds like you're being uh, constricting. And we're not. You know, the gospel is, in fact, the opposite of harmful. The gospel is, in fact, truly liberating. And the gospel is, ironically, through grace, it's not fair, but it, but we get more than we deserve. We get um, way more than we could possibly think or imagine or dream of. So, um, again, we have this incredible truth. It's just a matter of finding a way to, with love, communicate and say, look, we, we actually care about you. Um, you know, one of the, um, and I'll close on this point here. But uh, again, another famous apologist uh, who just passed away this year, Ravi Zacharias, says, uh, don't just answer the question, but answer the questioner. Uh, and I love that idea. And that's such a Schaeferian concept. Schaefer was so adamant about, you know, listening to individuals, to people, to personalities and recognizing that each one is made in the image of God and that compassion and love. Uh, comes through and the testimony of many who who met Schaefer and spent time with him over his decade-long ministry testify to the fact that he was a um, he cared genuinely cared for people and uh, that's unique uh, that is unique uh, in the world uh, Christians genuinely care for people and uh, we we keep that in the back seat too often we we hide behind our our statistics and our arguments and our reason, which is all true and right, um, but get that love out there too. And uh, so, hopefully, those are the, the, the hopefully that idea will come through uh, through our talk. I'm really looking forward to that. And so that's going to be July Friday, July 10th, from 7:30 till 9:30 or so. No, about 10, 7:30 to 10, give or take. There'll be a time of question and answer. If you register, you can also get a book that's signed. So that's pretty exciting. So uh, there's an option for that. We're also going to be filming it and recording it in uh, high definition. So it will be available for those listeners who uh, would like to see it afterwards. So if you sign up, you will have access to that. And and the blessing about this, well, I'm going to see you in person. So that's going to be great. Uh, obviously, we can't meet in person. But... Now people from Niagara Falls, people in the States, people can all join us. So it'll be live. There'll be a time for a question and answer. And I think it's going to be a blessing. I'm looking forward to it. And so, yeah, if you share this podcast, 
I think we'll do a giveaway. So if you share it, you can have an opportunity to win a free ticket. And yeah, I, I hope a lot of people take advantage of this.